I'm Simon. And I'm Jeff. Jeff. Simon. <laughs> so, you know how... <laughs> so you started laughing yeah. <laughs> after I responded with your name like you realized for the first time that that has been our bit opening the the show every single episode. <laughs> Oh, well, that's that's partly good. And then, like, as I'm trying to come up with... Uh, no, I was gonna... I was trying to, like, in the moment, think up the opening. And the only thing that could come up in my head was gonna be like, you know how we're both white, straight men who are cisgendered, and therefore we have the right to talk about, you know, alternative genders and... Right, uh, right. Yeah, yeah. Because of all that privilege. Because that of have. all that privilege we have, we it's really it's our responsibility to to uh, critique, to, and to uh, critique and educate people about how they feel and what they are. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> but uh, for for those who are who are bad at reading vocal inflections, that was sarcasm. Yeah, it it did just occur to me that this this week's episode might be the episode we are least equipped to handle. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, uh, this week... I mean, we still have time to pivot. We didn't tell them what it was yet. <laughs> it's true. Well, I mean, they know what it is. Here's the thing. because <laughs> well, that, That's they... right. I put a description <laughs> on the episode. <laughs> and a title. Hmm. I don't know. I'll, I'll I'll stick with this. I think I think it'll be. I think it'll work. I think we just have to avoid mm-hmm. pretty much the main thesis of the entire show. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, we we always focus on the fine pedantic details. The we'll fine, just keep doing yeah. that. Yeah, the literal none of that ushy gushy emotional acceptance stuff. It's it's all about that that hardcore science science like fart propelled birds or whatever we've done (laughs) that's that is what we've done congratulations jeff (laughs) i feel like i listened to an episode i was gonna say the one episode you've listened to was the avatar episode (laughs) uh sorry anyway listener our episode this week is steven universe it is a uh it's a show it's a children's show about a little boy named Steven. Mm-hmm. I think, at least I think he's a boy. I actually don't know Steven's gender. I'm pretty sure he's a boy. I should look this up. <laughs> about a person called Steven. About a person called Steven, a young person called Steven, who he has a, um, he joins a group of uh, superheroes, I guess you could call them, planet savers. Who are aliens called the Crystal sure. Gems? Uh huh. They are gems with human bodies, or mm-hmm. humanoid bodies. Humanoid bodies. Yeah, probably humanoid would be best. Uh, they're all female, and they have like some specific superpowers, and can do things like they can fuse and create new people. That are the combination of the two. And Steven joins them because he is half human and then half crystal gem. So right. he is like, he's got parts of both worlds. Uh, Made which of is, rocks and also 
weak human flesh. <laughs> yep. He's, yep, that's exactly what it is. Uh, this is why I'm having an issue with how Steven identifies. Uh, because technically he would be half of a race that only has one gender. Hmm. I should probably add in the word universe. Anyway, so that's the that's the main gist of the show. It it goes through like Stephen exploring his his backstories and his like his origins and like his relationship with his father. I keep on saying his their relationship with their father. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's that's pretty much the show. Right? I asked like, the name less. I mean, less. yeah, it gets <laughs> into Stephen's background and also everyone else's background ever, I think. Yeah, yeah. There's surrounding a, Stephen. There's a lot of filler episodes that go into the like it it does a very good job of building towards a zenith. So like every episode has most episodes have a point to them and a plot point in mm-hmm. them but you're right a lot of it goes into like the niche details of how this one character is evolving uh there's an entire mm-hmm. like two or three episode arc where they just do the the woman who works at the donut shop as a minimum wage worker uh and she becomes a rock and roll star she's voiced yes. by kate Micucci. Mm-hmm. yeah stuff like that yeah so the like the first thing that comes to mind about what's going on in this is what are the crystal gems because in in fiction Mm -hmm. they are described as they they are the gem like that's that's where their consciousness resides right um the the body that they see is like a um like a hologram like it's composed of light but it can affect the it's world the gems and their holograms yeah yeah you know <laughs> you, you got it <laughs> yeah yeah that's that's positive thinking um that's that is a joke that two people who listen to this podcast will get and no one else <laughs> So here's the th- like like they're they're You're hog- like struggling even to like plot out a thesis for us to even begin arguing well, about it. Well, here's the issue is that so the the gems they're hologram they're composed of light and that has issues on its own, but mm-hmm. they also can affect the real world. Um, right. So how how it's like a hard light problem. Like how do you create a physical light object? that affects the world a hologram that can affect the world they can like pick stuff up and, and uh, slap people around i think you just gotta believe in it hard enough <laughs> it's just it's it's less what it is they're not actually affecting the world we just think they are affecting the world and it's really just a, a mirage <laughs> right right also how is a crystal gem like hold the consciousness it's doesn't have the ability to like change or alter in any way how do you mean well like the gem can't change or alter itself in any way or the consciousness 
Uh, I mean, the gem itself can't change or alter in any kind of way. So you can't come, like, you can't have, like, novel personalities like you do in an organic system because the organic system is plastic. Um, a, a gem is, you know, the way it's made. You can cut it, and maybe you can grow more of it, but it doesn't, it doesn't have the same kind of plasticity that an organic system would have. Right, and I think this is where, like, the the consciousness aspect of it gets pulled in. Like, how is there consciousness involved hmm. in those gems? Because I think, like, we can explain away the differences in how they, like, you know, each individual gem, like, I don't know, like, presents and is personified. Um, but how, like, are those gems developing and holding a consciousness, I think, would be a good jumping-off point. Hmm. Yeah, I, I agree. So, we gotta come up with a way where, I, I, so we could just say, like, a gem, a gem could hold information in some form, right? I mean, maybe. I mean, <laughs> I mean, like... <laughs> I'm trying to think, like, one thing that's true about these gems is that they're they're naturally grown. So they're not single-grain gems. Right. They, so so maybe they're, like, com- computational power. Like, to give it, like, the most basic level of intelligence um, mm-hmm. is is the way that they're, the, the like, uh, micro cracks and like changes in, in crystal and structure uh, interact with like light and electricity and things like that going through the gem. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that tracks with me. So like the more like well formed the gem is, the more like bland. <laughs> is that what we're going with? It's... The more perfect it is, the more basic it is. Yeah, kind of. That's what I was going to go with, but yeah, I mean, I think it might kind of track with the main characters a little bit doesn't it yeah it does and also like part of the show is that they they uh hunt and capture gems that are on earth that are broken um in some way so they become kind of monstrous and distorted forms of themselves um Mm -hmm. and so i guess if you have like pieces of that of that computer it'll have like individual instructions but it won't have enough to like create an entire consciousness right if that makes sense it's almost like they're like prions Mm -hmm. but not so like like parts of the gem hold like discrete information that is used to make up the whole individual yes okay so i'm thinking kind of like a brain Mm mm-hmm but the issue I have is then how do you store and react to novel information? Because like, if you if you're in, you've essentially designed a very bad computer because it's a computer. Once you make it, you can't do anything. You can do one thing with it, and that's it. So there's got to mm-hmm. be like an organic or like a um, or not even organic, but like some kind of plastic addition. Like just any amount of plasticity to it yeah yeah right hmm and on top of that you kind of also need like an energy source right because i mean we're sure we can say that the the gems are red 
using either light or electricity or a combination of both. But then where does that come from? Um, I mean, do they need like an initial input to get them started? Or is it just like the aliens have like whatever way like to do it? Because it's not like not every gem that you come across on Earth is one of these crystal gems. That's true. That's that is true. So they have to be they get planted essentially into the ground. They grow mm-hmm. in the ground and they emerge as fully formed beings. Right. So yeah, so then I guess mm-hmm. the you know, alien civilization would have some means to do it. So like there would be some previous input to like kickstart the you know, development of the brain of the gem in addition to the actual physical gem. Uh, yeah, I have an idea, and it's, and I think it's going to play into a thing I'm going to bring up later on in the show. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm currently figuring out how to brew sake, um, and it involves it involves koji, which is like a fungus, mm-hmm. and so what I'm thinking is maybe there's like, and the the reason you have to have koji, what koji is, is that it's it's rice that's impregnated with a fungus, so that when you put it in other rice, it breaks down carbohydrates into sugars that can be used by yeast to produce alcohol. Mm-hmm. This is making me think of, it, do you think that there's like a a bacterial or a fungal component to the gem, like um, I'm trying to think, there's that rock that has like moss inside of it. Um, and it's like part of part of the rock is like fossilized uh, organic material, and so so maybe part of what this part of the gem is more like um, not a eukaryote, but like the the little like coral or whatever. Prokaryote. Pro no, <laughs> I'm trying. I'm thinking of like the coral or like the the brain rocks um, that produce oxygen in the ocean um maybe it's something like that where it's like an organic component that has to be like planted onto a gem as its Mm -hmm. substrate and then once it does that it collects minerals and like alters the gem as it kind of eats and like moves stuff around so yeah that makes sense yeah i think it does and that actually kind of tracks a lot with uh like adding an amount of like plasticity to the to the individual gems yeah um so yeah no i think that that's probably the best bet we have so it's whatever you know alien mosses or lichens that they have to use for this yeah it, what, like conveys that consciousness to the gem yeah or, or, or conveys at least the plasticity that right. is the consciousness so so it's kind of like a a it, the the crystal gem is now like a community rather than just a single entity it's not even really like uh yeah it's uh, yeah <clears throat> that makes sense right <laughs> i think so it does kind of lead into like the horror that is every other gem that is not made using these mosses like the alien moss or whatever that are naturally just made on earth are just like silently screaming with no mouths <laughs> i don't think that i think they just don't have 
I so <laughs> uh, <laughs> the, I I don't think that that's the way that that works. <laughs> I I think I think the the gems that are just normally made on Earth are just like like it'd be finding like a I was gonna say it's like finding a brain. But it's more like finding it's more like finding like a skeleton just like hanging out and you're like, oh, there's just like that maybe could be or was a person. Sure sure is a good thing the skeleton doesn't have a brain in it, so can't come at me. Yeah, yeah, it's that's exactly what it is. Uh, I feel like. I don't feel like it's I feel like oh, you're right, because I guess I guess so here's the thing. Maybe maybe the the alien fungus um instead of developing like higher forms of functioning and kind of very slowly moving towards intelligence or, mm-hmm. or sentience it kind of just jumped it by evolving this way of creating like a, a, a what is essentially like a computational device to make decisions for it and to like store memory okay so then like the gems themselves are less actually the gem and more the uh fungus yeah used to okay yeah and I it's just behind that yeah and it's just that like the, the fungus doesn't see itself as many individuals it sees itself as one entity with the gem because the gem is like what is holding on to that that kind of tribal knowledge or whatever you want to call it mm-hmm. um just knowledge in general <laughs> Because it's a fun. Right. Can't really think. Uh, okay. I, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. So the the thing, and this is something we have discussed before, is, um, the, and I don't know if you remember this, but the gems have specifically evolved to travel in space. Okay. Um, but I think that this works really well because, the, the the like imagining a fungus built this way it could potentially permeate because it's embedded in the actual geologic material of a planet if a planet were to explode or to send debris into space it could very easily travel and permeate to other planets and continue to grow Mm -hmm. that way right so maybe it actually just like come back and scoop them up later and introduce them into the society i guess yeah yeah mm-hmm. oh yeah it's exactly what it is like like it's a it's not specifically meant to evolve for space travel but it's an it's a creature that can do space travel normally without without mm-hmm. the you know use of technology um, right which yeah i i like this idea so here's the thing Crystal gems can do something called fusion, which is where mm-hmm. when two gems have like a, a bond, they can right. they form a single entity that mm-hmm. is a new entity. Right. Um, do we think that that's just like the fungus is now just communicating between like between the separate discrete gems? Yeah. Yeah, I think that's probably the best tie-in yeah because we would think that if it's already what we would really consider a group of individuals Mm -hmm. adding more individuals doesn't really 
change the way it sees itself. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay, look at that. We're doing it. Um. It's so easy. here's yeah. Just had to get past that first hurdle. Well, here's the thing that's a little di- more difficult. Um, Don't you dare. <laughs> the the uh, so certain gems have certain powers. So, mm-hmm. like a sapphire can see into the future. Uh, I don't remember what pearls do. Oh, pearls can store physical objects. Um, what else can they do? Amethyst, I think, can can transform really well. Or they can summon no, things, something I don't like that. Anything. It's fine. Anyway, but they got like <laughs> they have they have powers. So, and the powers include things like water control and telekinesis. Mm-hmm. Um, that's fine. Yeah, it's easy. Like, at an insane level of water control, like, steal all the oceans in the world <laughs> to build a giant pillar of water level of control of water. That's fine. <laughs> That's easy to explain. Yeah. So, uh, well, if it's so easy to explain, Jeff, uh, why don't you explain it? Hmm? Uh, well, I mean... I don't want to take all the low-hanging fruit. I think you can do this one, Simon. I, I mean, I mean, trust me. I say, having taken exactly <laughs> zero fruit this episode. <laughs> listen, listen. You know, I I believe in you. I don't. I think. <clears throat> I think you can take this fruit all you want. You know, you know. I I I've already got my fruit. You're you're growing a growing boy. You need more fruit. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think what what Sorry. one do we want to tackle specifically? Okay, let's do let's do water control first. Uh, yeah, because I feel like the other ones are just like because we okay. I like. Let's not do water control first. Let's do things like the amethyst and that can transform. Because we also still have to kind of explain how they have physical bodies. Right. Um, um, hmm. Ooh. Maybe they... Did you have an idea? So, so, in the show, they describe their bodies as, like, light projections. But Okay. But maybe they are physical things. Like they're they're actually made of organic materials that are just assembled together, um, through the instructions of the gem. If that makes sense. I don't know if it so, does exactly. So um, so they are organic light, is what you're saying? <laughs> no. <laughs> that would be stupid, Jeff. <laughs> no. Uh, uh, I, I was thinking more like so so I, I'm thinking that there's there's two ways that information can be communicated with these mm-hmm. gems or stored or re- retrieved um, I'm thinking it's the uh, electrical conductivity of the gem and the uh, refractive uh, properties of the gem so mm-hmm. so maybe the the main computational efforts, of the gem happen electrically like they do in uh, human brains uh, using like fractures and um, like contaminants and impurities in the gem to 
navigate pathways and, and come up with solutions like neurons in a brain mm-hmm. but what if the refractive parts of it contain the like physical coding for how they should look so so when light hits the gem uh that's when the gem generates uh like a body because that's when it has mm-hmm. the the coding to generate a body right and i i like that because i believe for the most part like every of the same type of gem looks the same as the rest of those gems or at least very similar yeah right there's like slight variations like pearls can be different colors diamonds can be different colors things like that Mm -hmm. yes so that makes sense. So they are in part organic, but then mm-hmm. the the organic part is more just like a method of locomotion, method of like having a physical thing to walk around the world, not the not storing vital organs and things like that. Right. Yeah. Um. Okay. So we got that part. So then the transformation part of that is just that they're just slightly changing how the light is being read or transferred through the gem okay yeah um i guess like the the organic part of it would be able to affect that or 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 i was thinking like yeah just like the fungus that is already on the gem mm -hmm. it's just it's just picking out which parts get coded for um for the body for that like yeah 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 i like that too i think that okay yeah that makes sense yeah because <laughs> i'm seeing the fungus now is not like uh not so much a fungus but more closely related to like how we would see like rna or or messenger rna mm-hmm. or like yeah yeah uh, uh protein forming bodies um cool because they and their whole job is to just change how the gem is being coded how it's being read to create these mm-hmm. kind of novel um solutions novel uh, uh things right um maybe novel is the right word but creating things getting outcomes i guess i'll say um okay okay and that also makes sense because when two fused two gems fuse they form a completely new body right and because now it's the combination of of the two refractive or or right coatings Mm -hmm. okay cool so how do they control water and and technology um magnets clearly um well well so here's the thing the technology kind of makes sense because if we're assuming that they're using these like electrical systems embedded in the gems inside mm-hmm. of the boy they must have a lot of voltage uh <laughs> right um so yeah they're using that so they probably have like some level of electrical field generation and and mm-hmm. it's only topazes that can control technology so maybe it's only topazes that have that level of electrical like that can interface with the technology yeah yeah that have that kind of additional coding that 
that the electrical fields that are around them um, they can read and affect. Mm-hmm. They just vibrate at the right number of hertz. Exactly. They're they're pretty much this is just an entire civilization of Swiss clocks. Right. Swiss watches. Swiss watches. Uh, uh you can have have crystals and clocks. They don't have to be all mechanical. It's true, but just I, a big watch. <laughs> but I feel like. I feel like a clock like renders the image of a like a grandfather clock, like a pendulum clock, or like a spring spring clock, or a watch in a shadow box, or a watch in a shadow box. I guess <laughs> it seems oddly specific. It a clock at that point, doesn't it? <laughs> I guess so. You can't really carry it around with you. <laughs> anyway, uh, so. Controlling water. That's the one I can't figure out. And I'm... Um... Yeah, yeah, that one's the toughie, isn't it? It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a real... It's a real toughie. It's like leather. But not like fruit leather. Like real leather. <laughs> like real, actual, <laughs> dead animal leather. Like, yeah, like... It used to be the skin of a creature, and now it's been chemically treated, and you're putting it in your mouth to eat leather. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Um, could it be like it? Hmm. No, I don't like it having some sort of... <laughs> gravity. Lattice. Well, not gravity. I was thinking like it makes some sort of like lattice for the water to wick up or something. Huh. Into whatever shape it needs to be. You know, I... You know, that's actually, I think, pretty... I mean, that's certainly clever. I don't... I agree. I don't know if that quite works. Yeah, like maybe maybe on a small scale but not like stealing all of the water from a planet <laughs> yeah scale. yeah that's exactly what it is like yeah essentially like they, they can they just create wicks out of their kind of biologic material that makes up their body these are lapis mm-hmm. lazulis that do this by the way i'm trying to think like but what if they did like I like it, but what if they did? Well, I'm thinking, like, what if instead of creating, like, a lattice for a wick, what if they're doing, like, uh, like, they're essentially creating ice? Like, they're adding, like, a structure to the water to, like, make it malleable? Or, like, affects, like, the polarity of it or something? Yeah. Yeah. See, none of this do I like. What uh, what if they're just really sticky and gooey, and they're just constantly like secreting a material <laughs> that gives the water structure? Uh, like cornstarch. That also works. Yeah. <laughs> uh, God, man, telekinesis is tough. Yeah. What if um. Uh, I think I think the thing that goes along with what we decided so far is like is controlling the polarity of water but mm-hmm. I, I mean it guess it makes sense that you could like orient the water in a specific way and give it a crystalline structure with mm-hmm. the use of like magnetic fields 
Because we've already decided that they can affect electrical fields. Right. So I guess it's not a huge leap. I just don't. I don't like that as an answer. You just don't like it? <laughs> yeah. I think I think if you had a magnet that powerful sitting on the surface of the Earth, something else would go wrong. <laughs> <laughs> just a very specific magnet. Yeah. And, I mean, how old is this uh would it be like a civilization or do each uh gem count as like species uh within the civilization or is it just one whole thing i think they are species within the civilization okay um i think they are all or maybe they're all like more like subspecies so they're all considered crystal gems and then there's like subdivisions of what gem you are and then there's like a hierarchy to your yeah. power based upon your rarity. Um, mm-hmm. The lowest being but, I mean, pearls. Yeah, but they essentially could have however much time they need to, <laughs> to have been able to like to develop. Figure this out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hmm. We have a cinematically appropriate time scale to work with. Yes. I guess there's also another issue that did just occur to me that I think lapises can... Oh, no, that's different. I was going to say, there's a there's a mirror that can hold, um, like, consciousnesses. Mm-hmm. But that makes sense with kind of what we figured out with that. The consciousness is in the gem. It's more... So it's really just like a state of stasis for that mm-hmm. for that gem. Um, which right. may, which is completely in line with the fiction of the show. Mm-hmm. So here's the thing. Um, Steven is a combination of a crystal gem and a human man. Right. Um, human person. No, no, that one is a man. I, for sure he identifies. Oh, we're saying the, the, the two what begat him. Yes. Not, not Steven themselves. Not Steven themselves. Oh, I guess I did look it up. Uh pretty sure it's a he it's a he they're a he <laughs> they're a he there you go but he's also not quite you just have to human. embrace the singular <laughs> thing well yeah anyway i was gonna do more that it's gonna imply that he's an object but um anyway yeah so there's a how does that at work how do you so we figured out the fusions normally but how does it work if right. the fusion is with a, diff- a, a human? Well, you see, Simon, when a man <laughs> loves a rock very much. <laughs> when a man loves a rock, <laughs> I, I love you. <laughs> I think that's um, next. Yeah, I think like it would definitely have to take a lot of genetic material from the human part. Um, and just, I guess the, the fungus kind of rubs off on them a little bit. Huh. <laughs> yeah. Or I guess it would probably be the other way around where the, see that the, the gem takes the, uh, like organic bit from the person and then rubs the fungus up on that and then it becomes... Uh, a combination of the two uh so i have an idea right 
Now, I've been kind of assuming that the biologic bodies of the gems are just Mm -hmm. meat sacks. Like, there's nothing in them. Um, Right. The... Uh, the to to create Stephen, his mother had to give up her body, and so her gem is now embedded in Stephen. Okay, right. What I am thinking is, maybe the gem is still completely normal, active, but instead of creating its own biologic body, it's now just taking that kind of meat sack and created a an actual functioning human out of it right <clears throat> with a brain and all so now it's it's created a a uh, uh essentially an artificial intelligence well i don't know if it's necessarily created an artificial intelligence if it's i mean like made half at least out of natural intelligence see here's the thing i have i don't actually know if the if the human in this part is really even necessary uh it could just take whatever genetic information it wants and make something out of that yeah yeah it just needs to it just needs to have the capacity to like to to do the the calculations necessary to create a human body it just needs to have the information. Mm-hmm. So, so maybe, maybe like the father in this context is more of like a figurative father. Like this is the this is the the human that created the um, uh, created the transformation, or like spurred the want to create a child, but. It, his genetic material is irrelevant. And, like, they just copied... Yeah. Like, the... The human form, I guess? Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Hmm. I mean, yeah, I think, like, it could do that, but it would have to take, like, you know, a sample of the human to to know what it's doing Mm. with the meat sack. So, so yeah, all right, that seems completely fair. Like, and maybe that's where the genetic material enters in is that it just needs to know what it's doing to, mm-hmm. to, ass- oh, I, you know, I like that because maybe the way it's not actually creating the human bit by bit, but it's just activating essentially like a human growth. Like it's, it's setting up the dominoes and then knocking them over and then allowing the human to grow as if it were a normal human to grow around the gem and then they just kind of become like two symbiotic organisms yeah yeah much 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 like all gems when you embed them in your skin uh yeah well i mean that's what's happened to me every time so (laughs) you're just you're just a bedazzled boy (laughs) just so bedazzled you can't prove i'm not (laughs) um yeah that makes sense, right? Yeah, that makes a little bit of sense. So here's the... Um... <laughs> it does certainly make a little bit of sense. <laughs> the subtitle for this for this podcast. 
That certainly could be possible in some context. <laughs> uh, here's the thing. Another little wrench in the wrench in the in the. Uh, I was gonna say wrench in the tailpipe, but that wouldn't really do much, would it? <laughs> no, let's lean into it. A new a new wrench in the tailpipe. Uh, uh Stephen Stephen can um, Stephen can fuse with other humans. And he does this right. with his friend, I forget her name, to form Stefani, which is a non-binary, uh, vague adult. <laughs> it, see, it seems that <laughs> Stefani is, or Stefani, is older than the two people who make them up. Or at least right. larger? It's It's confusing. <laughs> Well, it has to use the mass from both meat suits, that's, that's, right? That is true. It does have to use the mass from both meat suits, because that's all people are. Uh, welcome to the uh, sociopath podcast. <laughs> just meat suits with just brains. Just meat suits with brains. Simple explanation. All people are, just um, operating on a set of, set of pre-written instructions. Anyway, yeah, what up? Uh, yeah, so... As awful as that is, I do kind of like the idea that Stefani gets bigger because they have to use both meat suits. Because they don't want to lose the mask. Because when they separate again, if you lose the mask, you can't get it back. Like, you can have the right. armless little girl. Um, I like this. Or two people at half the size. Or two people who are half the size. <laughs> <laughs> that's the thing every single time they, they have a finite number of times they confuse <laughs> before they just get too small uh <laughs> no i i i i like that i i think do we think it's just because it's it's facilitated by the gem that the it has to be because i don't think people can do that normally <laughs> I don't know. Last I checked. I don't know, Jeff. Have you ever been that emotionally close to someone? Probably not. <laughs> there you go. That's the issue. You're just. You're just. Uh, <laughs> maybe. Maybe one day I'll be able to feel. Yeah, you're just a hollow husk of a of a person. <laughs> right. Um. So yeah. It. Uh. Uh. uh so he. Uh, so, <laughs> Does this mean that they are that they are essentially just like melting the two biologic creatures into one another? I think kinda, because that's kind of horrifying. Like, yeah, it is. Um, yeah, yeah. I think they kind of have to, right? I, I, I think so too. I think it's the only option that they just kind of melt. I, I mm-hmm. like how I like how we are just in, essentially coming up with the idea that these gems are like the trump card in any biologic <laughs> material. Like whatever the whatever the biology wants to do, it doesn't care. It'll make it do what it wants it to do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I well, and I mean that could also depend on which flavor of gem it is, like. Some could be more, you know, apt to fuse and melt people together than others. That's that's true. This only ever happens with a pink diamond, um, in mm-hmm. in 
in world in fiction so we don't know what happens right. if you do it with other mm, okay so maybe they're just very assertive uh parasites is really what i think what they are at that point in time but <laughs> or yeah they're more like lichens i would say they're more like lichens they're not really parasites mm -hmm. uh anyway so we got that part um actually like that's pretty much that's pretty much most of the stuff uh there is oh well okay so there's one thing um <laughs> I feel like if we get too much more into the stuff, we'll get past where I've seen, and then I'll have no idea what I'm talking about. So, well, yeah, this is a for sure, I think, past where you've seen. Um, mm -hmm. So Stephen has healing powers that he got from his gem. Right. Now I've seen this bit. Yeah. Uh, have you seen the interdimensional hair? <laughs> the interdimensional hair? <laughs> yes. No, not me. Okay, well, so I've seen the healing part. So here's a here's a little bit of a spoiler for everyone for I think season five. Um, if some <laughs> oh by the way, yeah. spoiler for the entire show. It's not like the it's a very strange detail, but it it is, uh, it is there. It, it is like a plot point. Um, mm -hmm. when someone dies and Stephen brings them back to life their skin and hair are pink and their hair is then becomes a portal to like a interdimensional space that has no oxygen oh right. and then you can yeah. you can move through that and emerge at a different creature's head than the one you started at does that make sense what i'm saying is that there's a there's yes. a lion and you can go into his mane, and you can pop out at another person's head. Other, like people who have been resurrected by yes, by this gem. Right, yeah, that's exactly what it is. Um, so what's the question? So, uh, I feel like the question is self-evident at this point. Is uh, <laughs> first of all, uh, how does bringing someone back to life mean that their hair becomes an interdimensional portal to? a different creature that was also brought back to life um that's a good question um i think it would i have to start out with like that is part of like the power of the gem either it is um like imperfect at like bringing people and things back to life or <laughs> aren't we all can bring them back to life but like they become part of this superstructure Ooh, i like, i like that one interdimensional hair thing yeah i mean you don't have to say it like that but i do i do kind of like that <laughs> uh the idea of the so like it's it's imparting it's it's genetic pre-written code into the creature mm -hmm. to bring it back to mm -hmm. life. So it's not really like a reanimation. It's more like a recolonization. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm sure you, there's like a, a set amount of time when you can recolonize a body before it's too decayed to recolonize. Right. Um, and in doing so it, it, I don't, 
understand why the hair i don't know how that would cause an interdimensional portal to appear um yeah so i don't know about that yeah me neither uh it's a maybe Ooh. uh maybe it's like a quantum computing thing and and the the interdimensional space all of the hair get quantumly it's entangled quant- with each other. get it get it get it it's hair yep, entangled yep, thank yep. you uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> uh no, so, yeah and like the the interdimensional space that has no oxygen is actually not it's it that it's like the the mind trying to interpret being de- uh, uh, trying to interpret a suicide <laughs> machine where it's like being right. deconstructed and then sent with a quantum computer across space infinitely to be i think the problem with that though is can't you like store stuff in there but that's what i'm saying like maybe it's just the in in the in between maybe it's just the information for that object that's being stored like it's the the quantum Mm, states mm. that are being stored and locked in place and so then you can just create it and just all of the matter that is like halfway hurled across those two different points in the universe just kind of like are in stasis until you pull it out of one end yeah Mm -hmm. that's that's exactly what i'm saying jeff it's exactly what i'm saying you don't seem you don't seem enthused about this you you seem we just well i was trying to like remember what show i think it's Star Trek, where it has, like, oh, for sure. one person who goes on about, like, some nonsense, uh, just sci-fi techno-babble. And then another person's like, yeah, like, filling a balloon up too much. I feel like I'm that oh, guy. Oh, yeah, you're, you are, so you're <laughs> saying we're Spock and McCoy. You're, right. you're, you're McCoy and I'm Spock. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, wait, no, is that Star Trek? That's Star Trek. Oh, Spock you're right. You're right. Star Trek. Yeah, I'm thinking. We're both thinking. I think of also the same, the same Futurama episode where they make that trope, and they're like, "What yes. if we like uh-huh. shoot it with a, with a laser beam of its same energy?" And uh, Fry's like, "I wish someone could explain this in a, in a simpler way. It's like <laughs> it'd be like blowing up a balloon too big and having it pop." Yep. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you're exactly. Yeah. Right. <laughs> uh yeah okay cool i i think i think that works and then all mm-hmm. that's a little bit of hand wavium but i mean it is definitely a little bit of hand wavium i think that's as close as we're gonna be able to get though yeah i feel like interdimensional hair that was a that was a, that was a shoot for the stars and i think we did a good job with it uh, yeah we got maybe halfway there which is the best we can hope for oh yeah uh i actually think so here's the thing i think is cool about this because to quantumly entangle um two objects mm-hmm. they have to they have to interact at a quantum level right um so so maybe it's actually the the quantum entangling is that the the two creatures that have been resurrected are quantumly entangled with steven and Steven's like this progenitor of this quantum computing system mm-hmm. where he's like like uh, 
almost like a quantum server between the two which is insane because he's he as a server he is being transported by the it's like having a virtual machine that exists and then is being <laughs> sent between the the two machines mm -hmm. that it controls right which is bananas mm -hmm. anyway uh do we want to get into future vision or just call it quits <laughs> <laughs> Um, I kind of want to call it quits. Um, Future Vision, it bends space enough to see across the, the time. So I was, I said that as a, as a joke because obviously, Jeff, um, if we have a sufficiently advanced enough computing system, it can just calculate the most likely, um, outcome. All right, or you could do that too. <laughs> Solved. We did it twice. Well, I mean, did, did we though? I feel like your solution would involve uh, an object that is so massive it might yep. destroy the world, the entire universe. Yep, you're correct. Okay. It just... wasn't a good solution. <laughs> but possible in some context, I guess you're right. <laughs> All right, yeah, I think I think we did it. I think we, we did Steven Universe, which makes me happy because we yeah. can remove it off the list because I've been trying to figure out how to do this for a long time. Yeah. <gasps> you can hear Petey upstairs. All right, so we got we got we got outro. Do you want to ramble for a bit, or do you I, want me to just get right into I, the outro? That's completely up to you, man. Uh. I mean, I mean, what do you, we'll what do you find want time to, to ramble what, yeah, in, what, in the meantime. What do you want to ramble about if we were to ramble? Uh, I don't know. I feel like, is it, do, uh, it's <laughs> <laughs> gotta, it's, it's coming out. I hear it. Yeah. You're working on no, that, on the idea. On the, yeah, on the idea. I guess, um. Just real, real grotesque thinking ASMR. Yeah, real. Yeah, there you go. Just Simon thinking noises. <laughs> that, that must be why we got yelled at at work so much. Oh, yeah. It's just constant. I don't know what Simon's doing, but <laughs> he just... he's making some kind of noise doing it. Nah, nah. I, I, Jeff, you, you know this. I rarely thought during that job. Yeah, that's definitely true. Uh huh. Unless it was like something that was completely useless, like if Superman could be considered a weed. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, I think I think we've done enough um, of vamping. We can do our outro if you would like. All right. Cool. <laughs> um. Thanks for the permission. Um, You're welcome. Well, because so... we all know who's in charge here. <laughs> right. No. Yeah. That's true. Um. You control all the the main actual content, and I let people listen to it. <laughs> um, let people listen to it, because they're really they're really beg <laughs> beg people to listen to it. And on the topic of begging people to listen to it, please like and subscribe to us on you know any podcasting app or whatever. We're on the internet. You can find us at. Uh, pedanticandwavium.com mm -hmm. 
or I think phandwavium.com. Yep. Do we get that? And also jefftime.com. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. I did set up jefftime.com to forward to that, to Pedantic Handwavium. Yep. Um, maybe one day I'll have more projects uh, and I'll have more on jefftime.com. I, I mean, Jeff, let's be honest. If you have more projects, it's because I have more time and I'm dragging you into the projects yep, I'm that doing. That is correct. <laughs> Um, what else? We're on the YouTube at Pedantic Handwavium, probably. Uh, I believe so. On what? I believe so. Yep. Yeah, we're on the Twitter. I think is that P Handwavium also. Uh, that's at P Handwavium. Yeah. Yeah, that's at P Handwavium. Uh, what else? Well, we got. I think that's it. Give us show suggestions if you like. You can find that on the website. Uh, and in case you forgot or don't want to rewind, pedantichandwavium.com. Yep, it's just the name of our show, followed by .com. Right. And if you look at the title of the show, it might be spelled right. It possibly could be spelled correct. Listen, I, I at, at least the logo it's spelled correctly. <laughs> Uh, but we did spell Jurassic Park incorrectly, um, and we didn't catch it until probably like a week and a half afterwards. <laughs> That's fine. It's a hard word to spell. It is. Park? Who knows how to spell park? <laughs> I don't know. I, I, again, I had no idea. Also, the word we Jurassic. Got, we got Joe Subtrack. Yep. Thanks for the theme music. Yep, yep, yep. Is that it? You have any announcements that you're excited about? No, no, I don't. Um, All right. Well, SimonTime.com coming soon, maybe. I think it'd be I think it'd be SciTime, like S-I, because that's the that's my nickname. Um, okay, that works too. Uh, but I can't. I was about to say, I was about to say, I guess there isn't a nickname for Jeff. And then I realized Jeff is the nickname for Joseph. <laughs> no, not Joseph. Jeffrey. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> Joe is the nickname for Joseph. Listen, guys, I'm tired. I'm so tired. I... Uh, well, this has been Simon and Joseph. <laughs> uh, we... <laughs> Uh, we love you all. We hope you have a good night. What? We will talk to you in a couple of weeks. Sure. That's the word I was trying to think of. That's what I... <laughs>